You're listening to the 2M Football Show with Mike and Matt. Hey everybody, 2M Football here, back for another episode. I'm Mike, with you here as always. Hi Mike. Hey. It's me, Matt, as always too, joining Mike. Mike and Matt, Matt and Mike. Hey, is that why it's called 2M? I just realized that. Oh, you know what? You're 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 a quick-witted one. Tell you that one. I thought it'd take me longer to catch on. Longer than three years, three and a half years. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. But so you know what? You, I'm proud of you. How are you doing this uh, Tuesday morning, Matt? As we record this, I'm recording from my car at work on my lunch. Very nice. Uh, me too, though. I'm at home, as we've discussed. <laughs> yeah, you know what? Not all of us are that lucky, right? I know. All right, Matt. So week four of the NFL's 2020 season is in the books. Uh, we're a quarter of the way through the regular season. How are you feeling? Yeah, it's moving, it's moving too fast. Sure is. Uh, and so we've got another week down. What was your instant reaction to week four? Uh, IDK. <laughs> As in DK Metcalf has another monster game. Well, that's one way to put it, but I just don't know what to think at this point. There are teams that I'm shocked by. There are teams that I'm not shocked by. And then there are situations that I don't know what to make of. That's great foreshadowing by you, Matt, because we actually have a new segment we're going to debut on today's show called Contender or Pretender. And we're actually going to... Wait, whoa, 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 whoa. You didn't tell me about this. Clearly, you didn't get to the bottom of the notes again, Matt. (laughs) <laughs> is that on page 25 or 26? 26 at the bottom. 26. <laughs> we're doing a, uh, now that we're a quarter of the way through the season, we're going to take a look very quickly. We're going to go through every single team and say contender or pretender. We're going to look at their current record um, and, and talk about if it's a fluke or not. But before we get to all that, I believe, Matt, you have a piece of news for us. A uh, little bit. It's uh, There's some more research going into it, but... Uh... I may, I may be going back to the place of learning and education. Oh. Um, I've been doing some thought processes and some looking in, and there's a couple of places that offer, you know, degrees mm-hmm. in sports management. Uh-huh. uh-huh. Are you talking about the School of Hard Knocks? <laughs> uh, yes. You will see me on primetime TV. Yes, finally. Finally, right? Give the people um, so no, I'm looking. I'm looking to go back and renew my coaching, my coaching accreditations. Very cool. Because yeah, I forgot you did have those at one point, right? I did. I was heads up football certified. They expired in 20, 2018, hmm. just a few years ago. Um, so I'm going back, and I'll be updating social media as that all comes together, um, and trying to get my foot back into the sports world. Very exciting. Now you've got this podcast you can put on your resume. I know, right? <laughs> um, let's just say I will I will take the shot now. I could coach a better defense than the Packers. Already <laughs> have. Uh, I like it. I, and I don't doubt it. <laughs> uh, but, okay, uh, cool. Yeah, so looking That's to get exciting. back into that. That's exciting. We can't wait to hear uh, updates on that along the way. Um, but, yeah, as we mentioned, we've got a really packed show today, so we're going to try to go quickly here. And jump right into the week four recap. And unfortunately, we can't really talk about anything yet uh, before we talk about how COVID-19 affected this last week. As uh, my instant reaction was kind of a sigh of relief that the week even happened and, and no additional games had to be canceled. 
because we are not canceled, but postponed. Because as we talked about on our show last week, I don't think they had officially decided how to deal with it yet, but the Titans had a COVID-19 outbreak in their locker room or among the players and coaches and other personnel. And that game that was supposed to be played between the Steelers and Titans this past weekend, uh, they, the NFL shuffled things around. That game is going to be played week seven. Uh, and the, when the Titans were originally supposed to have their bye, and they so both teams had their bye this past week, and then also to accommodate that, Steelers at Ravens, which was originally scheduled for week seven, moved to week eight, and the Ravens swapped their bye week to week seven as well. So they found a way around that, and it worked out really well, thankfully. Yeah, thankfully. But then it looked like there might be more more work to do when we got news Friday night that Cam Newton of the Patriots had tested positive, and then so they had to go through you know, retests of that entire team. And that game got moved from Sunday afternoon to Monday night to allow for that additional round of testing. And luckily no one else tested positive on the team and that game was played. And then we had one final scare. (laughs) We heard that a saints player tested positive Saturday night after the team had already flown to and landed in Detroit uh, for their game. But that ended up being a false positive since everyone tested negative before the game. So all the games were played minus Pittsburgh, Tennessee, which just got moved. So sigh of relief, the week got played and the season carries on and the NFL has handed out stricter protocols and more fines to teams this week. I mean, it goes to show you that this is still a real thing. This is no joke. And the league is not going to tolerate people not following the rules. Yep. And that's good because the last thing anyone wants to see is the season have to get canceled or or, uh, prematurely shut down. So maybe this was just a nice little reminder slash wake up call for everybody. Like, we got through the first three weeks with nothing really happening, but just a reminder that it's still out there. Okay, no more downers. Now the fun stuff. In Pigskin Pick'em, we're not going to go through all the games, just to, or we're not going to go through all the ones we got wrong just to save time, uh, but suffice to say I'm in the lead 46-40 to 40 on the season. Still very yeah. close. In Pigskin Pick'em, you're in the lead, but you're not in the lead at something else. Uh, eliminator, yeah. Well, a couple other things. One of them being Eliminator, in which I lost with the Cardinals last week. Uh, we both won this week, though. Your risky pick of Minnesota paid off. <laughs> I feel like a genius. <laughs> that was an old one. Well, and it's funny, because remember, I realized that I picked, was it the Texans? In, in Pick'em. In Pick'em, and then in Eliminator, I picked the Vikings. I almost asked you if I could go back and switch, and I was like, you know what? I'm going to own this. I was so sure we were about to get evened up in Eliminator, but but no, <laughs> sadly. So no. yes, I still have. It's not the only thing I'm perfect in, but that's fine. <laughs> yeah, we'll get to there if there's time. Uh, and then the Rams beat the Giants in a game that was a little bit uh, closer than expected, but so Giants defense shut that Rams offense down. I was not expecting that. They did. That was a. I mean, they only scored nine points in that game. Did the Giants? But they only allowed seventeen. I think. Uh, which is really impressive given all the weapons on the Rams offense. All right, quick update on our playoff sleepers. It was another rough week. <laughs> yeah. Chargers traveled to Tampa Bay to take on Brady and the Bucks. Justin Herbert started again, and uh, the injuries just keep piling up for this team as uh, Austin Eckler left the game very early on with a hamstring injury, and it looked fairly serious. Uh, I think he's, I've heard he's going to miss about six to eight weeks. And they've already they're placing him on IR. So yeah, that was, not that was, good for our dynasty. Yeah, that too. <laughs> that was a tough way to start the game. Despite that, though, they played a great 
almost the entire first half, about 28 minutes. They were playing great in that game. They were up 24 to seven right before halftime. Herbert had two touchdown passes. They, they got a pick six off of Tom Brady. And then they forced a punt with 45 seconds before halftime. So deep in their own territory, just trying to run out the clock. And what happens? Rookie running back Josh Kelly fumbled the football for the second time in two games. And the Buccaneers were covered right at the six-yard line and immediately scored a touchdown. And even though they still went to halftime leading by 10, 24-14, I'm still going to say that was kind of a turning point in this game because the Buccaneers' offense was unstoppable in the second half. Well, it was it was it was another twenty eight and three, except you know, twenty four and seven. But once again, Brady involved with the uh, the with never the count them out, no matter how much you're down. Yep, and that's hopefully a good reminder for these these Chargers not to get complacent because they played great. Um, but yeah, like I said, up twenty four fourteen at halftime, they only scored once more. They missed a field goal through an interception. Meanwhile, Brady went on to throw a total of five touchdowns, and they won the game. Did the Buccaneers thirty eight to thirty one? Uh, and so the Chargers fall to one and three. Uh, but I will say I'm really encouraged by how good the offense looks, particularly Justin Herbert with, you know, not much depth at receiver. Uh, he's having a great start to his career. Uh, he went 20 for 25 in this game, 290 yards, three three touchdowns, and just the one interception. So he's cutting so, down the turnovers. So to, to, so to get in on that, do you think when he's back, Terod Taylor takes the reins back, or do you think it's officially been handed over? I think, sad to say, I think Taylor's done. I think at least in uh, in L.A. Unless and, Herbert unless gets hurt. Herbert gets hurt or he yep. struggles, I really have to agree with you. He's played too well to to take him out at this point. It's not a bad situation for them to be in. They got two reliable quarterbacks, but when the rookie is doing well, let him get the experience now, and he's going to get a ton of experience with that secondary being as banged up as it is. Yeah, you're right. He's going to have to put up points. And he is. He's he's up to the challenge so far. Uh, and yeah, you're right. It's a it is a good situation for the Chargers to be in because um, just looking ahead, I, you know, I don't want to say I'm punting on them for this season, but just looking ahead to next year, when in theory their defense is healthy, Herbert has an entire year of experience under his belt. Maybe they add a couple weapons in the passing game. Next year, they could really be primed to make a run. <laughs> <laughs> There's always next year. Uh, so yeah, they they're one and three now, tied with. Your Broncos for last place in the division, so not great. <laughs> yeah, I feel a little a little bit better though, knowing the fact that we've tied up because of our <laughs> our long term bet going on. Yeah, I know it might come down to the tiebreaker, but uh, so my other sleeper pick, the Cardinals, they had another just dud performance uh, against Carolina. So that's a back to back weeks. The Panthers have beaten both my. <laughs> both my sleeper playoff teams. Um, yeah, I didn't think the Panthers were going to be able to hold the Cardinals offense in check. Me, I really did. No, I, that was shocking, especially when you look at Kyler Murray completed 24 of 31 passes in this game. Pretty good, right? Except he only threw for 133 yards, completed 24 passes. Which that's, is a, that's like less than five yards per completion. Yeah, it's less than it's less than the Panthers' average per carry on the ground in this game. Just to give you that <laughs> comparison, Kenyon Drake had a real another rough game. Coming into this game, the Panthers were the worst rushing defense in the league this year, and they were well. That first, got replaced by a different defense. We'll get to that. It did. 
because somehow they shut down Kenyon Drake, 13 carries for just 35 yards. And uh, it's just reminded me in the off season, we talked about how um, Kenyon Drake is on the transition tag this year. Not looking great for him getting signed long-term based on how he's performed so far. I wonder if the Cardinals are missing David Johnson. <laughs> Not as much as Houston's missing DeAndre Hopkins, which we'll also get to. Um, <laughs> yes, and the, the Cardinals didn't really move the ball much on offense, and they couldn't stop the Panthers on defense. Carolina converted 7 out of 11 third downs. They won the time of possession battle easily, 37 minutes, just 23 uh, for Arizona. Uh, they only forced one punt, like we mentioned before. They averaged the Panthers averaged 5.3 rushing yards per carry, <laughs> which is more than Kyler Murray averaged for pass completion. Patrick Peterson got an interception. That was cool. <laughs> that was uh, the only the one the one shiny spot on the entire turd that was the yep. Arizona game plan. Yep, uh, but the Cardinals lost 21 to 31. They fall to two and two in. Uh, yeah, what I'll say again is an, a, a hyper-competitive NFC West, and this is just the type of game that's like, how did they lose this? And when we get to the end of the season, this could be one that we look back to and be like, this is a game they should have won that ended up costing them in the standings. So, yeah, both my sleepers lost this week. How did? Uh, how about turning attention to yours now? The Cowboys hosted the Cleveland Browns. How did that go? Well, I was actually going to start with the brighter spot of the two, which was the Broncos, because I don't have much to say. They played, they played the Jets, so I'm not going to put a lot into that. They played the Jets. Uh-huh. And won. Thank God. <laughs> if Denver lost to the Jets, I would have thrown in the towel and just – I would have eaten my jello and just been done. Just, just get it over with now, yeah. Um, I have to say, Brett Rippon, a guy I had no idea coming into this, despite three interceptions did really well. <laughs> yeah. Um, and I have a feeling over Jeff Driscoll, he is going to start this week. Yeah. Why not? He has upside at least. Um, which I was surprising because I was excited to have Driscoll as a backup because he did really well when Stafford got hurt in Detroit. Mm. And I don't know what happened. I don't know if it's just the offense is just, well, every team at this point is just wrecked with injuries. Um, but then again, the Jets' offense is just non-existent, especially that offensive line. Yeah. Darn, Darnold was sacked six times. He, we thought he was going to leave with a shoulder injury or a, or a collarbone injury. Uh-huh. He came back in. I mean, they just couldn't move the ball except in the field goal range, and you're not going to win games with just field goals. Yep. Um, and I know we. I know you mentioned – you know, a little flash in a later bit with the news following this segment was uh, I thought Gase, I feel like Gase is going to be gone if he does not turn this game around, <laughs> this team around rather soon. Yeah. It's like a race to the next head coach firing. And it's like, <laughs> I don't know why these coaches have this race going on. Right. Yeah. Usually you want to be on the other side of things. I mean, the only thing they can say is that it wasn't me this week. <laughs> But this Jets needs to get that protection to Darnold figured out and figured out now. Mm-hmm. The Broncos, they showed some promise. Again, it's the Jets. <laughs> I don't feel as confident this week, but there's a glimmer of hope. So I'm going to use this week as a real evaluation of their offense against a, a better team. 
Do I think it's going to go well? I don't think it's going to go terribly well. Hey, it's nice to get in the win column, though. But there's a win in the column and we're tied with your Chargers. Yep. <laughs> Most so I'll take what I can get. Yeah. Now, back to Dallas and Cleveland. <laughs> we know Nick Chubb's a good rusher. Sure. We know the Browns' offensive line has its, its, its problems and its issues, but the run game has been relatively strong. Mm-hmm. For the Cowboys, we know they have a new head coach, one we're very familiar with, Mike. <laughs> yes, sir. His name is Mike McCarthy. However, is Don Capers the freaking defensive coordinator for the Cowboys? <laughs> I love how you have to get a shot in at Dom Capers every episode lately. <laughs> well, this is ri- freaking ridiculous. You're going to need to use that bleep button at some point because I'm about to get irritated. <laughs> okay. It is unacceptable that you allowed 307 rushing yards with a defense that has as good of players as it does. I get there's injuries. I get there's questions about the linebacking core. But 307 freaking rushing yards is ridiculous. Yeah. And it reminds me of Green Bay. Mike McCarthy, as the head coach, had the high-powered offense. I can't put these losses entirely on this offense. Dak is incredible this year. 502 yards, four touchdowns, and a shot to come back and win. Yeah. (laughs) Like, in four consecutive games, over 400 yards. And yet, the defense is not keeping them in this game. Yep. The defense, uh, they're giving up 36 points a game, which is hard to keep up with. I mean, for fantasy personnel, if you drafted Dak, you're loving this. Yeah, or anyone on that uh, on the Dallas side. But from the fact is, Dak has to throw the football because every time he goes and sits on a bench and looks up, the other team's scoring. Mm-hmm. And it's unacceptable. This team is better than this, and their record doesn't give them the credit. Like yeah. the Cowboys are not a one in three team. Look at the stats. You know. mm-hmm. They're a one in three team because their defense is worse than Green Bay's. They can at least, well, no. Neither one can tackle, and clearly <laughs> neither one can stop the run. Uh-huh. And until they get this defense figured out, the Cowboys are going to continue to lose. And it sucks because this is not the offense's fault. Zeke's lost fumble. Dak fumbled and threw a pick at the end. I get, you know, but when you're airing the ball out so much, something was right. going to happen at some yeah, point. Yeah, exactly. When you're having to throw it 40, 50 times a game. One of those, at least one of those passes is going to be a pick. Yep. All right, I'm better. I got it on my system. But, yeah, <laughs> if they go another week and give up at least 36 points, McCarthy has to put his foot down. Mm-hmm. Somebody has to, and there has to be a coaching change for the D.C. I get it's a new season and it's a new staff. However, you're not going to win any games at this rate. And it's not fair to Dak, who's playing like he gambled on. He's deserving of this contract, despite a 1-3 and three record. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you definitely can't uh, put it on him at all. But, yeah, in this game, they're averaging 36 points given up a game, uh, this defense is. They gave up 49 in this one. Final score, Browns 49, Cowboys 38. Uh, just crazy stuff. Good news is they're in the NFC East, so still wide open. Yeah, but here's the stupid part. The Eagles would Aren't the Eagles in the league because they won? They are, yeah. <laughs> With the, a one one. Two, one. Yeah, one, two, and one record. Not great. No. 
All right, I'm done. I'm done. Okay, cool. Uh, so, yeah, that's all our sleeper teams. We went one and three this week, the Broncos with our only victory. Um, and actually, all of our sleeper teams are one and three, except for the Cardinals, who are two and two. So, still a long way to go. Uh, other biggest storylines of the week, we had our first, like you already kind of alluded to, our first head coach and GM firing of the year and Texans' Bill O'Brien. Saw that coming after the DeAndre Hopkins trade. DeAndre Hopkins, there have been, there have been several trades uh, that he has made in his time as the GM there that have left uh, analysts scratching their heads a little bit. <laughs> um. I wrote down a bunch of notes here, but I, we're short on time. I was just looking through how well they've done under his tenure. I was actually kind of surprised how many times they've they've made the playoffs because they've they've made the playoffs uh, like four out of six years, I think. But they've never made it past the divisional round, and they've never uh, been very competitive once they get to that stage against you know the real top tier teams. So, despite making the playoffs a lot and winning this division, that's been you know not a big achievement over the past seven-ish years right um it didn't really mean that much in the end and it clearly wasn't enough to save his job after the deandre hopkins trade and the 0 and 4 start to 2020 so and i completely agree with your list of who's next like i said yeah. the race uh-huh adam gase dan quinn and matt patricia how do you feel about that order i almost want to say they don't need to be ranked they're all at the same yeah. level <laughs> like true. literally mm-hmm. And once again, like Gase and the Jets are just the Jets are the Jets. <laughs> Dan Quinn, I don't know. I get, offensive side of the ball, there's some injuries. Julio Jones coming out lost was out of the game right. again. It right. means the rookie receivers got to step up. But that defense, which is supposed to be Quinn's specialty, that secondary is terrible. Yeah, they've. I've never seen a defense so excited that they made a stop on fourth and one from the goal than they did last night against Green Bay. And then it all went to hell anyway. <laughs> and Matt Patricia, again, a defensive-minded player. I didn't think right. he was the greatest with the Patriots. Mm-hmm. But again, Stafford and the offense doing decent and defense that cannot keep him in a game. Yeah, really quick on – well, never mind. We'll get to it. Yeah, totally agree with all that. And uh, we'll just have to keep an eye on who keeps going. They're all – or Gase and Quinn are 0-4. I think the Lions did get a win at one – oh, yeah, right. They beat Arizona. So they're 1-3. and three. Um, But all have been in their respective towns for a while and, and underperformed the entire time. I feel like if any one of these was going to go, it's going to be Dan Quinn. Yeah. I think, I he's think that team is much better than what's it, what it's being coached as. Mm-hmm. All right. Cool. So, yeah, that was the biggest news. Um, couple other of the games really quick let's see you get to pick two. Oh, uh, two. okay well since we were just talking about matt patricia i want to mention the lions game briefly because i texted you sunday morning because the news came out that for the saints that michael thomas was not going to play again they didn't have jared cook their pass catching tight end in this game and they were down their top two cornerbacks marshawn Lattimore and i think janoris jenkins and I had picked the Saints to win on the road, but I texted you that morning, like, man, all these injuries. I really feel like Detroit might win. I don't have the guts, <laughs> I don't have the guts to actually change my pick, but I, I feel good about Detroit today. <laughs> How'd that work? Well, they got out to a 14-point lead. And I was like, oh, interesting. I was like, eyes looking emoji. But then the Saints came back and, and 
one thirty-five to 29. It really wasn't even that close. So <laughs> they are who we thought they were, Matt Patricia. <laughs> okay, so that's one. The other thing I want to talk about since we mentioned it on the show. Uh, no, I got two more really quick. Uh, Ravens beat Washington 31 to 17, and they actually did put in RG3 at one point. They were up. You by did so call much. it. You did call it. I called it the revenge game against his uh, his former team. And you know how did he do? Well, he attempted <laughs> one. He attempted one pass, which was intercepted. <laughs> he had three rushes for a total of three yards. <laughs> All right. Yeah, just out there smoking it. Revenge. <laughs> I, I don't want to uh, throw too much shade because I legitimately love RG3 as a player and I was really excited for him uh, when he was, you know, <laughs> more relevant. Uh, good to see him out there. And the last thing I want to mention is the Bears. I finally picked them to win and the reverse jinx worked. They they lost to the Colts 19-11. Yep, I was hoping you'd mention that because you were so proud of that. You tried it and it worked. Yeah, it, except it hurt me and pigs can pick them, but whatever. Well, you know um, what? You can't have it all. Yeah. Okay. That's it. Let's get into our brand new segment, Contender or Pretender. I'm a contender. You're a pretender. I'm on board with that. Uh, So yeah, quarter of the season under our belt. First, we're going to take a look at all the teams that are sitting at 500 or above. Then we'll look at uh, all the teams below 500 and see if any of them still have a shot. Starting in the AFC, we've got the 4-0 Bills. Matt, contender or pretender? Contender. Agreed. Uh, Patriots. Forgot to update their record here but they lost on monday night football without cam newton they're two and two what do you think about the patriots contender or pretender i want to say well given what i've seen about them i have to say they're a pretender this year i just i feel they're gonna end with probably at least a break-even record but this doesn't feel like the new england team we've grown we've come to know and i have a feeling that newton when he comes back as long i hope he's recovering well that they need to build more pass catchers around him. Yeah. This receiving core needs an overhaul and an upgrade. It can't just be Edelman. Yeah, Nikhil Harry's doing okay, but he's uh, hit or miss. Not a dominant number one for sure. And so I, I, I have to call the Pats pretender this time. I agree with you because their two wins have come against the Dolphins and the Raiders, and their losses coming against, uh, you know, the Seahawks and Chiefs, which are much higher quality of competition, and they've lost those both of those games. So I'm I'm with you. The Patriots are pretenders this year. Three and O Steelers. What do you think? Contenders. Agreed. Three and one Ravens. Big Ben's back, baby. Yeah, he sure is. Wow, there's a long string of bees. I like it. I tried to make you proud. Ravens three and one. I have to still consider them a contender. Agreed. The Chiefs lost the other night or last week on Monday Night Football, was concerning. And we'll see what happens next time they're playing uh, quality competition. But for now, yeah, definitely still a contender. How about this next one? The Browns are sitting at 3-1 and one after four weeks. I'll go for I'm gonna have, okay. I'm going to have to go with the pretender. I agree with you. Because I still can't figure out the identity of this offense. Yeah, they want to be a running team. Uh, run first team, but no, like, I don't know if we t- mentioned it, but Nick Chubb got hurt in that game on Sunday and he'll miss probably about six weeks. And of course they have a more than capable quote unquote backup in Kareem, in Kareem Hunt. Hunt. So I'm not worried about that, but I can't mm-hmm. figure out the identity of this offense. They're, remember their one loss 
was against the Ravens, and they got absolutely smoked in that game, thirty-eight to six, I think it was. So um, it really depends on which Baker Mayfield you get. Mm-hmm. And I think until I see a bit more, until he beats one or two quality teams, I feel like this Browns team is going to end nine and seven, maybe a wild card spot. But I don't, I, I, I can't see him making it very far. Very right, like far. What, what happens? Not yet. What happens if and when a team is able to shut down their running game and, the, and they actually have to put the ball, you know, into Mayfield's hands to tell him, "Here, go win this game for us." How will he handle that moment? I don't think that's happened yet, and and I don't know if he's up to it. So I'm going to agree with you, pretender. How about the Titans, who are three and zero? Got to give them to them. They're a contender. Yep. Same for I picked them to win. I picked them to win the AFC South. So. <laughs> They're well on their way. Um, fellow AFC South, and actually my pick to win this division, the Colts are 3-1. and one. What say you about the Colts, Matt? I'm going to go with Pretender. Oh, yeah? Okay. Rivers makes me nervous still. That is true, yeah. And, and I just have to say it's not on the players. I think it's a system. <laughs> I think it just takes a year to get them familiar in the system, and then we're going to see an a offense that is, that is going to be almost unstoppable. But I think they're hot, but they're going to cool off. They're another team who, you know, and you can't really blame them for this, but they haven't beaten any, you know, very high-quality opponent. No offense, Bears. (laughs) 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 But um, I'm going to give them contender status because, you know, I picked them to win the division. Their defense is legitimately great, I think. And – it's kind of a similar situation as uh, Cleveland almost. It's like they want to win with the running game and defense. Jonathan Taylor, the rookie, looks great so far. Um, but there's also a lack of passing weapons. And Rivers himself can be unreliable. Uh, you saw in the one loss, it was a fourth quarter late in the game interception that ended up sealing it for them, which has been uh, what he's notorious for. Um, but I'm going to keep him in my contender list for now. Uh, Chiefs are 4 which should be an easy one. They're totally pretending. <laughs> yeah, this is my home's guy. I don't know. Uh, no, of course they're a contender. Next. Raiders, two and two. I'm going to go pretender here. I don't, I don't buy it. I don't – I have to go pretender right now. I mean, Carr has proven a lot of my points I didn't like about him wrong. Mm-hmm. But I don't know. I, I, think, I think they're a year or two away. Or a quarterback or two away. Ooh. <laughs> um, You're another team uh, dealing with a lot of injuries in their uh, passing game right now. Henry Ruggs. So I can't, can't fault them completely, but I just don't think – I don't think they're going to make it. I think they're going to come close. They're going to give the division a run for their money, but I don't think they're going to – they're pretending. Yep. Okay, moving to the NFC. We've got the 4-0 and Packers, contender. I'll fix that defense up and I'll feel more confident with that. True. Yeah. True. Maybe they'll take the bye week to watch some tackling training videos. <laughs> Go uh, to flag peewee football. Yeah. The Bears sit at three and one, suffering their first loss yesterday or Sunday. They're pretending. Agreed. That defense is still legitimate. But that offense needs to figure out what it's doing. Yeah, I I was disappointed by Foles this week. Maybe, maybe I shouldn't have been. Maybe that's who he's always been. But I, I uh, we'll see how they bounce back. But yeah, I agree. Contender or pretenders. Uh, Buccaneers three and one. 
it's Brady leading that offense right now, so you have yep. to go contender. Yep. And, and that defense is for real. Pretty good, yeah. Uh, how about the Saints? They're at 2-2. Two and two. I, It's, once again, it's the head coach-quarterback tandem. Taysom Hill, a beast. Well, I don't know about that. <laughs> <laughs> um, I have to say they're always a contender until they yep. fall below 500. And even then, I never want to count them out. No, I still think they come back and win the division uh, once they get healthy because, you know, they've been without Michael Thomas and, and some others. Uh, so, yes, uh, contender. How about the Panthers? They started out 0-2, looked like kind of the laughing stock of the league, but they've won two in a row now. I don't buy it. I don't Maybe. buy it. Same. I love uh, Teddy Bridgewater, don't get me wrong, but I, I can't back this team up just yet. Not yet. They're too young on defense. It's a good sign, though. Uh it's promising. They're not, you know, they're not going to get blown out like we thought they may have. Yeah. But for but this year, I, I think they finish at eight and eight for not bad for a first season. Mm-hmm. And then you've got the whole entire NFC West. They're <laughs> all above 500. I count none of them out. They are all contenders. Nice. I like it. Me too. 49ers just need to get healthy. Seahawks and Rams look great. Cardinals, I'm wavering, but stay in the course for now. They're better than what they've showed the past couple of weeks. Everyone's going to have flukes and hiccups. So, right. However, if the Cardinals lose next week, I have some concerns. Against the Jets, that would be very concerning. Yes. All right, now let's look at the teams that are below 500. Which All, uh, all of them fake. <laughs> Dolphins are 1-3. Pretender, uh, I mean, well, 1-3 is for real. They're not pretending to be a 1-3 team, but they're not a contender this year. Nope. Jets 0 and 4. Nope. Bengals 1 2 and 1. Maybe. Nope. Uh, yeah, for this year? Maybe. They're another team that's better than expected, but behind uh, Baltimore and Pittsburgh in that division. I don't well, see when, you, when you run it that way, yeah, no. <laughs> Jaguars 1 and 3. I, uh, I hate this. <laughs> I want because I want to have faith in them. I want to say that I feel like they could be a contender. Like the Minshew man, they keep proving me wrong. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so for for credibility, I have to go with pretender. Yeah, yeah, I agree with you there. How about the own four Texans? Oh, they're going to come back and win twelve <laughs> in a row. All they needed was an interim head coach to take over the reins. Yeah, um, they've got a long rebuild coming. Broncos one and three. Yeah, no, I no. <laughs> I want to say contender just so I could stay the course. Uh-huh. I do believe in my Broncos. Don't get me wrong. I just need to believe in them enough to beat your Chargers. That's all. Man, I can't. I cannot wait till they play head to head. I don't know what week that's coming up, but that's going to be fun. Uh, hopefully, it's before Drew Lock comes back from injury. <laughs> <laughs> And then, yeah, that brings us to uh, my Chargers are one and three. I'm going to say they're still a contender here. Maybe this is just rose-colored glasses, but uh, Herbert looks awesome. The defense will get a little bit healthier soon. Um, And I think their schedule is lightening up a little bit now. So let's give them a couple more weeks. Then we've got the entire NFC East is under (laughs) 500. (laughs) And I couldn't help but... I'm going to race through these four, and you just tell me after I'm done whether you agree with this call or not. You ready? Okay, yeah. Eagles, pretender. Washington, 
pretender. Cowboys contender pending defensive woes. Giants are a pretender. I'm going to give the Eagles contender status too. Uh, just with uh, if they can get their offense healthy, I think that defense is somewhat legitimate. Nope, 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 nope. Someone's nope. got to win this division. Nope, 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 nope. <laughs> All right, we'll see. Uh, Wentz honestly impressed me on Sunday night against the against the 49ers. Although you know, with the caveat that they're incredibly banged up too on defense as well. But Wentz was thrown to guys whose names he didn't even know, and, and he looked pretty good actually, despite he's been having a, a rough year overall so far. Uh, so I'm going to give him. What, let's see what happens when Alshon Jeffrey and Deshaun Jackson come back. Nope. Fair enough. Vikings are one and three. Vikings? Nope. Um, no. Lions are one and three. Uh, I feel like they could be, but they're just once again they're a team that's just proving everything wrong. <laughs> yep, I'm going to say no to them. And then finally, the zero and four Falcons. I don't want to give up on them. Behind the Saints and the Bucks in that division. And the Panthers. I don't want to give up on the Falcons. <laughs> okay. Fair. We still got Matt Ryan and one one of these weeks, maybe we'll go. <laughs> um, but I have to say, pending a coaching change, they're a pretender. Yep. All right. So that, that Sorry, wraps up. That wraps up our new segment. That was pretty fun. Uh, we'll do that again, I think, in four weeks at the halfway mark, see how things have changed and, and who emerges or regresses. Um, and that'll take us into our week five preview. We have our first official uh, teams on by with the Lions and Packers won't be playing this week. Our Thursday night matchup is the three and one Bucks at the three and one Bears. I have the kind Bucks. Of, kind of interesting. Yeah, I have the Bucks too. Uh, this is. Bears defense is going to get a real test with, uh, especially if Chris Godwin comes back for Tampa Bay. But Mike Evans has been great um, with Brady. They've got a real connection there. And then Ronald Jones has been pretty good out of the backfield. So Buccaneers' offense is hard to stop, and their defense is pretty good. So we might see Foles struggle again. I'm taking the Bucks. Sunday noon, we got the Bills at Titans, and I've just put a few asterisks here, assuming there are no more positive. COVID test results in Tennessee because there still were late last week, but I think as of today, they have been clean. So I think this game should be fine. Uh, both these teams undefeated, 4-0 Bills, 3-0 Titans. A lot of uh, proven players for us in this game. I have the I have the Bills coming out on top on this one. The, Josh Allen is a freaking monster. He's on like Russell Wilson levels right now, which is high praise. <laughs> And I have to say, as that defense isn't too shabby. Uh, they just got – I didn't bring it up because he said I only had two things. But Josh Norman came back. He started the year on IR. He was a free agent acquisition and a proven player pick of mine for the Bills. And he actually made an impact in his very first game, forced a fumble late and recovered it himself. That, that helped them seal the win over, uh, over the Raiders. So you're right. This defense is – Pretty good, getting a little better. Sorry, I'm stalling for time to pull up my. I actually took the Titans. They're really? actually coming off a bye, a little extra time to prepare. And you know, they're another offense that I don't know how you stop because uh, Corey Davis has stepped up in the passing game. Tannehill looks really good, and of course, Derrick Henry. They're going to get uh, the battering ram run into them like 30 times this game, and they've got a good defense too. I, this is actually 
Uh, going to be a fun game, I think. I'm taking the Titans. Okay. I, I'm sticking with the Bills. Okay. One and three Jaguars visit the 0 and four Texans. Taking the Jags. Yep. And this should be a good chance for Minshew to get back on track. Uh, he's struggled a little bit the past few weeks after a really hot start. Uh, Bengals got their first win last week. Now they traveled to Baltimore to take on the division Rockets <laughs> Ravens. They got their spirits up only to have them crushed again. Yep. I'm taking the Ravens as well. Uh, Panthers at Falcons. This is your I have the Falcons. I was going to say, this is your chance to put your money where your mouth is. All right. I'm taking the Panthers. I, I'm I, uh, buying what they're selling a little bit. And just seeing the Falcons on national TV is horribly depressing. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> Raiders at Chiefs. Raiders 2-2. Two two, Chiefs undefeated. Taking Chiefs. The, yep, Chiefs. Um, <clears throat> if Henry Ruggs comes back, that would help a little bit, but yeah, I'm, I'm not, not taking the Raiders. Uh, two and two Cardinals have a good chance to get back on track against the own four jets. I'm yeah. I have the Cardinals. Cardinals. Yep. Maybe this is the game that, uh, spells the end of Adam Gase's coaching career in New York. This every week is going to be like the potential I know. for all the own four teams to like, well, there they go. Remember before that Thursday night game against Denver this past week, they were everyone was asking uh, the Jets owner, like, is, is Adam Gase coaching for his job? And, and he said no, and that proved true, I guess, because they lost again and he didn't get fired yet. But one of these weeks. <laughs> uh, you got the 1-2-1 one and two and one Eagles visiting Pittsburgh to take on the 3-0 Steelers. I think this could be a pretty interesting game, actually. you got two solid defenses. Steelers better. Um, and... Actually, maybe it won't be that interesting. I'm taking the Steelers. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to let you just work that out in your head yeah, while, you, yeah. while you did the math there. Well, I was going to try to talk up the Eagles offense, but then I decided I didn't want to fight that battle. <laughs> I was going to say, you want to bring that? You want to, you want to throw it on the boxing gloves and do this? Uh, not for Carson Wentz and the collection of uh, practice squad players he's throwing to, no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I got the Steelers handily over the Eagles. Uh, and then the three and one Rams visiting the one and three Washington football team. Rams. 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 Uh, moving to the Sunday afternoon slate of games, the Dolphins, who are now one and three, will travel to San Francisco, taking on the two and two 49ers. I got the Niners. Same. Hopefully they get a little bit healthier this week, uh, but even if they don't, still taking the 49ers. Uh, another winless team, the Giants. Traveling to Dallas. Hey, another chance for a, a, to get back on track. I got to give it to Dallas. Yep. This is really the pivotal point for their defense to step if, up. If they can't, if they lose this game somehow, it's over for them. I got to say. Uh, and then Broncos at Patriots. I took the Patriots. Same. We'll see if uh, apparently uh, Drew Locke has a chance to play. I'm not sure how much it matters. I, I Although it might change the equation if Newton is unable to play, which is a possibility. I'm, I'm, my vote goes with Jared Stidham to start. I'm going to take the Patriots, but I'm going to give myself some wiggle room here. If Newton doesn't play, I think I'm going to take the Broncos. What, you're going to just have a floating pick for this week? I mean, I'm, Patriots is in the system right now, but I'm just giving myself, reserving the right to change it. <laughs> no! Commit. All right, fine, Patriots. 
Yeah. If I'm going down, I'm taking you with me. <laughs> I was going to try to give your team a vote of confidence, but okay, no. Uh, and then Colts at Browns is a battle between three and one. Somewhat surprising three and one teams. I took the Colts in this one. I think I did too. Yeah, that defense is for real. And uh, I don't think the Browns are, as we've talked about. I think they're a pretender. Um, and that wraps up the Sunday afternoon games. Sunday night football. Vikings at Seahawks. I can see why this looked appealing before the season started. but uh, Now it's no point, contest. At this point, yeah. Seattle handily. And this is actually my eliminator pick for the week. Uh, I'm buying time for my eliminator pick. I already forgot who I picked. I picked the Steelers over the Eagles. Okay. That's okay. I took an easy road this time. Yeah, no, no, nothing dramatic with your pick this week. Uh, Monday Night Football, got the Chargers at Saints. Oh, yeah, forget what I said about our, all of our teams getting an easier schedule. <laughs> this is, this game will be played in New Orleans. Uh, we'll see if Michael Thomas comes back. I thought, I thought the expectation was he would be back this past week, so maybe that means he will more, even more likely be back next week. Um, Saints. Yeah, either way, though, I'm taking the Saints, sadly. Okay, and then I think we do actually have a little bit of time for the Fantasy Corner. Yes! (laughs) Yeah, I know you're excited. But uh, before we get to your news, your excitement, uh, I won FanDuel, 114-95, to uh, behind Rodgers, putting up 30 points on Monday Night Football. And that brings us, brings me to, or yeah, it's 3-1 to on the season. We both won in season long, uh, but you can go first since you're the undefeated one. <laughs> and you know what? I'm why I'm excited because did you see who I faced this week? I did. I did. You against Nick, a battle of our last remaining undefeated teams. Somebody will be five and zero, oh, and somebody will go four and one. And what makes me the most nervous is this is the week Detroit has their bye, and there's oh. no quarterbacks to pick up on waiver. Uh-oh. So you're worried about your offensive player super flex position? I am. I feel like I'm going to have to plug with a gamble a wide receiver. Yeah. Or I'm going to have to wait for waivers to clear See, and almost you. have to make a game day decision on if, like, Jared Stidham or somebody else is going to start. Like, one of these other quarterbacks is going to have a starting position and then yeah. throw, throw them in and hope for the best. Yeah, that um, is an interesting decision you'll have in front of you. So uh, I, it's going to be a last minute, and I'm not happy about it. <laughs> but it, I am excited. You know, he's he's drafted well. It's going to be a battle. Uh, I wish you the best, buddy. However, not enough to win. <laughs> Perfect. Um, and I uh, won this week. I got big games from a couple guys. Actually, Joe Mixon was the best. He, he put up almost 40 points with three total touchdowns this week. And then Kareem Hunt had about 20 points once uh, once Chubb went down in that game. He really took over. Um, so I was victorious. I'm 2-2 two and two now. Uh, but I've got all kinds of problems in my roster because uh, Devontae Adams is on a bye with the Packers. So I won't have him. Uh, at tight end, Mike Gesicki, my, my tight end strategy is just not working out. Mike Gesicki has two straight games with just one catch. I will give you Dallas Goddard. <laughs> I've still got my bag of potatoes, so <laughs> <laughs> no bag of rocks. Potatoes are too valuable. 
Um, but yeah, so I need to pick up a new flex and I've got the Seahawks defense against Minnesota, which I feel kind of good about. Kirk Cousins is a little hit or miss. <laughs> so we'll see. I've been starting, I've been rolling with Ryan Fitzpatrick as my quarterback too. Um, apparently they're starting to talk about starting Tua there in Miami because I did see it officially announced that he will, Fitzpatrick will start again this week. So I'll have that option there. Yeah, Real quick to end it. Real quick to end it this week. Yep. Let's just read our – don't go into the details, but I just want to hear what your uh, fan duel lineup is. Sure. Uh, I've got it right here. Okay, you ready? Do it. Teddy Bridgewater. Clyde Edwards-Hilaire. Oh, you bastard. James Robinson. Robbie Anderson. Darius Slayton. Adam Thielen. Dalton Schultz, uh, Dalvin Cook, and the 49ers defense. We have none of the same players. Oh, finally. Are you ready for this? Yeah. Dak Prescott. Of course. J.D. McKinnon. Todd Gurley. Yeah. C.D. Lamb. All right. Tyler Lockett. Robert Woods. Darren Waller. Kareem Hunt and the Pittsburgh defense. All right. That's going to be a fun one. I I think we've had at least one duplicate every week, right? I think so. Cool. I don't I don't want to talk about um free agency with you because we might be after some of the same guys <laughs> recording on Tuesday. So, uh that looks like a good place to end it. And I think we came in just under an hour this time. All right, we did it. We finally did it after all these Cheers. Cheers. Uh-huh. Well, Mike, it's been a pleasure. As always. I wish you in season long the best. Let's try to own again in Dynasty. Yes, sir. Uh, in FanDuel, I'm kicking your ass, though. Yeah, maybe. Starting looking at my lineup again, I feel like I've got all my, my entire lineup is like discount bargain guys. And I'm like, okay, where did all that money go? <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, same same to you. Good luck to you with all those caveats. Uh, can't believe we're in week five, everybody. Enjoy it. Moving too fast. Sure is. Talk to you next time, buddy. See everyone on the gridiron. We hope you enjoy listening to this episode of the 2M Football Show with Mike and Matt. Please subscribe to be aware of our future podcasts. Follow us at social media at 2M Show. If you feel like donating to help out the show, follow us and check out our Patreon. We'll see you in the next episode.